Good morning. Welcome to 49ers in 5, your daily update on everything happening with the team that you need to know. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. Today is Friday, September 30th, 2022. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. First, the injury report, and there are some uh, troubling things. The following players did not participate. Aziz Alshire. Trent Williams has an ankle, although Kyle Shanahan said they're hoping to avoid surgery and IR with Trent, but they still don't know yet. Ty Davis Price has an ankle. Ross Dwelly, rib. Danny Gray did not practice with some sort of hip injury. That's troubling, considering he never sees the field. Javon Kinlaw did not practice with a knee injury. Uh Uh-oh. Tyler Croft has a knee, and Eric Armstead didn't practice with that plantar fasciitis, although Kyle Shanahan said it is improving, and he was close to going last week. So let's stay hopeful on Eric Armstead. Daniel Brunskill and Tarvarius Moore were both limited with hamstring injuries. Now, the big topic this week has been all of the amateur lip reading from 49ers fans after Jimmy Garoppolo's interception against Denver last week. Some people think he said these plays suck. Some people saw something totally different. Regardless of what you think, it was a topic. It was a thing. It came up in Kyle's media session today. Here's how he handled it. Do you guys have the give and take after the game, the days afterward, where you know you express your frustrations with him, and maybe he can he does the same? What's your give and take like after? Is like it is with one of my friends. I mean, we we are very as me and Jimmy are around each other every single day, so there's not any awkwardness from us or anything that's kept from each other. I don't know the clip you're talking about. I got it on my notes before this press conference, but I'm not a very good lip reader but I I probably won't watch it. Okay, kind of a funny response. And then he said he hadn't seen the clip and he won't watch it. He's clearly trying to minimize it, but okay. And then came the follow-up. Was there a frustration, disappointment after that game between you two then? I was disappointed in it. Referring back to the clip, and you said you didn't see the clip, but you'd understand if he was frustrated. Was there frustration between you guys? There was frustration with our whole team. First of all, the clip to me is a joke. (laughs) So I can't believe we're talking about it. Um, I... I'm pretty sure that's not what he said, uh, but we were extremely frustrated from the whole game. I mean, anytime you um, are doing well in the first half, moving the ball, and you get in the second half, and you have three turnovers on three of your drives, you have a safety on one, and you don't convert a third down, that's real frustrating um, to get anything going. So the clip is a joke, but how do you know it's a joke? You just told us you haven't watched it, and you don't plan to watch it. What's going on? Also, you said, I'm pretty sure that's not what Garoppolo said. Again, you haven't watched it, so what are you talking about? Now, maybe you had something on your notes with possible things that Garoppolo said, and that's what you were referring to. I don't know. But man, Kyle Shanahan cannot deal with any kind of criticism or speculation about conflict whatsoever. Like, he could have easily dismissed this whole thing and instead... He comes off as such a condescending jerk. I can't believe we're even talking about it. Of course we're talking about it, Kyle. Your starting quarterback who you have tried to get rid of for years and who basically called you too controlling last week might have been calling you out on the field and it might have been caught by the national television cameras. Of course we're talking about it. And you know who else is talking about it? Steve Young. Here's Young from KNBR. We need creative tension between the two of you we don't need toxic tension and that's what i'm most concerned about is that there's this resentment you know whatever he said at the end of the game whatever he mouth whatever he said after them to the media it senses to i sense it that it's resentment and i totally understand it 
completely rationalized around it. Completely, un- I've been there. Like I, <laughs> I get it. I get every part of it. But if we want to find profitability amongst the, the teammates in, in, the, in the games and the, under pressure and with, and with Kyle and with John, we've got to create an environment of, of, of creative tension. It can be tense, but it has to be creative. And we need to spit out and, and, and kind of reject the resentments that are natural. Well, that's interesting. Steve Young seems to think there's something to it. You know, for all the people out there, and some of you are beat writers, who condescend and tell us how much all this stuff doesn't matter and how we're all dumb for talking about it, kiss my ass, okay? It matters. Did it matter when Debo Samuel scrubbed his Instagram this offseason? Yes, he requested a trade right after that. Everything matters, people. When are you going to realize it? And by the way, you know what else Steve Young said matters? The words quarterbacks use in their press conferences after losses. And we all know Jimmy Garoppolo never owns up to his mistakes. Listen to Steve Young on that topic. When they're in the media, any smart quarterback's not talking to the media or not even talking to the fans. They're talking to their teammates. They're talking to their offensive linemen. And everybody wants to be accountable. But when the quarterback is not and uses words of mitigation, then everybody else does too. It's human nature. When you use words of accountability, they do too. And that allows, to your exact point, the rest of us can go, yeah, but there's some mitigation there. There's all kind of mitigating circumstances. So that's the overview. It doesn't matter about Jimmy or Trey or anyone. That's just true for every quarterback who ever lost a game. So if you heard a lot of mitigation, you know that's not ideal. Anybody want to dismiss us now? We always give you one thing to read, one thing to watch, and one thing you might have missed. One thing to read on this Friday, Tim Kawakami has a nice reality check column in The Athletic about why the 49ers' playoff hopes are not as dire as you might think, despite the rocky start. One thing to watch, if you were hoping for Jordan Mason to get more touches this week, I think that ship has sailed. Shanahan said yesterday that if the Niners were in Denver last week, his favorite son, Tevin Coleman, likely would have been activated. Coleman has the sickle cell trait, which, of course, is very dangerous at altitude, so that's why he did not suit up last week. One thing you may have missed, congratulations, Mitch Wisnowski. He was named the special teams player of the month. He averaged 46.8 yards on 13 punts, including a league-best six inside the 10-yard line. There you go, Mitch. Earn that new contract. That's a wrap on today's 49ers in 5. Please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Enjoy your Friday, everybody. And remember, there is plenty more coming from Niners Nation. We have the Gold Diggers Podcast with myself and Michelle Majuk. That drops later today for all your betting and fantasy advice. Plus, we got the Crossover Podcast coming out tomorrow morning. That's going to have a deep dive into this Niners-Rams matchup. And of course, right after the game on Monday night, Join us for the Instant Reaction Podcast live on the Niners Nation Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube pages, plus my Twitch page, at Stats on Fire. We take your questions, your comments. Hopefully, we're cheering again. It'd be nice to cheer after a nice primetime win at home. And, by the way, in the 94 throwback unis. So join us for that as well. Niners Nation always has you covered. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow. Tomorrow.